morning, this beautiful Sunday morning as we gather to worship God. We want to share a very warm welcome with all of you and trust that as we come here, as we join over the internet uh, through streaming or uh, YouTube or later through our CD ministry, that we will know God's blessing, that he will speak with us and he will guide and direct us. There are some announcements this morning that have been running uh, on the PowerPoint loop uh, relating to our uh, ministry. Uh, just to remind the young people that this evening we have our online worship at half five. Sunday school has recommenced uh, online and then we have online Bible study on Wednesday night followed by our Zoom prayer meeting. Just to remind you that next Sunday is our annual Harvest Thanksgiving Sunday uh, with our morning service here uh, in church and online at 11.30 a.m. As we indicated last Sunday this year, uh, the congregation are not required to decorate or to provide items or decorations. Uh, if you would uh, like to, you can take the opportunity to bring a donation of non-perishable foods, uh, which will then be passed on to the local food bank which we know would be uh, greatly appreciated. These items can be left this morning in the crate outside or next Sunday morning. Now, obviously, things are different, so we're trying to do harvest slightly differently or maybe very differently this year. Uh, and during this incoming week, we'll have a series of short videos on harvest kindly produced by Rebecca McConnell, uh, and they will run across social media. So we encourage you to connect with those, to watch them, uh, and to share as we seek to celebrate harvest uh, differently. In our worship today, we're continuing our series in the book of 1 Samuel under this theme of respect. And today, we'll be thinking about respect misplaced. In our call to worship uh, we're reflecting upon the words of Psalm 86, verses 1 to 7. Uh, these verses are words of a prayer of David when he was in the right place and in the right relationship with God. It says, Hear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call on you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. In the day of my trouble, I will call to you, for you will answer me. Today we have come to call upon the Lord God Almighty. We have come to worship him, knowing that he hears us and he will answer. So let's turn to God in prayer. Let's pray. Almighty God, we are a people who want to be found in the right place and we want to know the right relationship with you. Lord God, we pray that our respect and our faith would not be misplaced in someone or something other than you. Father, as we gather today, we pray that you would help us to grow in our respect of who you are. Lord God, we pray that you would help us to grow in our respect for what you have done in your works of creation and your works of salvation. 
Help us, Lord God, to respect the worship we give to you and the place where we gather. Father, as we come, we realize from the words of Scripture that you have purposely gathered us as a congregation of First Rough Ryland to be worshippers here in this place and to be a witness to the salvation of Jesus Christ to those who are still dead in their sins. Lord, we pray that you would forgive us when we have misplaced our respect for this place and for one another. Lord God, we turn to you in humble faith, seeking your will, seeking your plan for our lives and the life of our congregation, especially in these days when so many are still unaware of your plan of salvation. When so many, Lord God, are unaware of the truths of Scripture, of the benefit of prayer for guidance, and the blessing of fellowship. Lord God, we come this day. We lay ourselves before you, trusting that you will hear us, and that you will answer us in your mercy and in your grace, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We remain seated this morning as we come to listen and reflect on the words of praise found in Psalm 147. And this is led by Stuart Townend.
morning our Bible reading is from 1 Samuel 27 verses 1 to 12 and that will be read to us by Lindsay Gracie. First Samuel chapter 27 verses 1 to 12. But David thought to himself one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. So David and the six hundred men with him left and went over to Ashish, son of Maok, king of Gath. David and his men saddled in Gath with Ashish. Each man had his family with him, and David had his two wives. Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, the widow of Nabal. When Saul was told that David had fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. Then David said to Ashes, If I have found favour in your eyes, let a place be assigned to me in one of the country towns, that I may live there. Why should your servant live in the royal city with you? So on that day, Ashes gave him Ziklag, and it had belonged to the kings of Judah ever since. David lived in Philistine territory a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and raided the Jezurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites, from ancient times, these people had lived in the land, extending to Shur and Egypt. When David attacked an area, he did not leave a man or woman alive, but took sheep and cattle, donkeys and camels and clothes. Then he returned to Ashish. Verse 2. 
When Ashish asked, where did you go raiding today? David would say, against the Negev of Judah, or against the Negev of Jeremiah, or against the Negev of the Canaanites. He did not leave a man or woman alive to be brought to Gath, for he thought they might inform on us and say, This is what David did, and such was his practice as long as he lived in Philistine territory. Ashes trusted David and said to himself, He has become so odious to his people, the Israelites, that he will be my servant forever. Amen. We extend our thanks to Lindsay for that reading of God's word and our text. Our text for today will be that verse 7. David lived in Philistine territory for a year and four months. But before we come uh, to study that, we're going to take some time uh, with the boys and girls as we think about uh, this uh, lovely word that we're learning more about called respect. Uh, And each, each week, we're looking at different letters uh, in the word that spells respect. And the boys and girls will know that we have come today to the letter P. And the letter P stands for politeness. And we're going to be thinking about what it means to be polite and different things that begin with P. But before we jump to the letter P, it's a wee bit like school. We need to remember and remind ourselves about the letters R, E, and S. R, we remember, uh, talked about, comes up on the screen, uh, talked about remaining calm, it talked about being reliable to do what we say, respond in the right way, and reflect good manners. And then the letter E was to have respect, esteem for yourself and others. Enjoy and celebrate together. Engage, show up, be part of whatever you're involved in. Explain to people how they have encouraged you. Don't leave it too late. While you see people, while you have the opportunity, uh, let them know how they have encouraged you. Last week, we thought about staying positive, self-respect about shame, don't shame others, and about speech, and we thought about our speech and how we use it. So today, we move on to this letter P for politeness. And I'm sure, boys and girls, you already are very polite whenever you're in school or whenever you're meeting people or whenever you're out and about or playing. You're polite. So what, what might it mean to be polite. Well, I thought we're polite whenever we pay attention. So you're in school and it's a bit like today, the sun's shining through the window. Or maybe you're like our Brian one day, he was at school and he was looking out apparently through the window out onto the hockey pitch and he could see boys out playing hockey and all that and he maybe was thinking or the teacher thought that he wanted to be outside, that he wasn't paying attention. And so the teacher got very cross with him. And so it's not very polite whenever you're not paying attention. So pay attention. And then, I have no question about this, you will use, I know you use the words please 
and the word thank you. And whenever we're being polite, we will use those words. We will say, please, could I have, or you'll say, thank you for giving that to me. Then another P, it's a bit like encouraging and speaking to others. Another P is to pat someone on the back. You know what that is? To pat someone on the back. If someone does something kind for you, or someone helps you, or someone says something nice, you, you can give them a pat on your back. I know we're supposed to social distance uh, at this present time, but if we get back to normality again, or it's a member of your family, you can pat them on the back, and then you can say thank you as well to them. And that helps uh, to show respect. Then if we move on, if we can get just flick for me, please, Robin. I've jammed again. Yeah. So a polite boy or girl, or a polite young person, or a polite adult, is someone that demonstrates consideration for others. We show respect when we are polite to other people, when we show consideration. A polite person, as we've said, says please and says thank you. And you may hear someone saying to your mummy or daddy or granny or granny, that is a very well-mannered boy or a very well-mannered girl or that's a very well-mannered grandchild. And that's a real encouragement to you to be seen as being polite and respectful. And as we work through that, a person who behaves politely towards others is not only respected but is actually loved. People love to meet others who are polite and respectful. So you aim, boys and girls, to be respectful and to be polite, and people will enjoy and respect that. And then polite words really can be summed up in good manners. You can be polite in the words that you use. You can say, excuse me. You can say, you're welcome. You can say, thank you. You could say, may I? Or you could say, please. And those are all words that you can practice during this week in the different places that you are, with the different people that you meet. And you can practice being polite and showing respect. Now, where are some of the places you're going to be during the week? You're going to be at school, hopefully. You're going to be at home. You're going to be at church. And many other places. And those are all opportunities for you to show respect and be polite to those that you meet. So we'll leave that with you, boys and girls, and you can practice being polite during the week. Thank you for your time and uh, for your interest. And now we're going to turn back to God in prayer, and we're going to be praying uh, for other people, including uh, the, the young people. So let's I pray to God. Father God, as we bow and come to you, we firstly want to thank you for your blessings uh, to us uh, as a congregation. Lord, for health and for strength. Lord, for this church. Lord, we want to thank you for the offerings that have been given online and in envelopes. And Lord, we thank you that by your grace, your sustaining ministry in this place, that you, Lord God, are leading us to worship you and to serve you. And Father, at this time, we want to pray for Kirk Session and for our Presbytery and for Linkages Commission that they would have wisdom, Lord, as we, uh, as a congregation and as a Presbytery, face into the future 
and seek to know your will and your plan for ministry in this place. Father, there is ministry going on in many different places around the world. And so today we want to commend to you Colin and Marjorie Dixon. Lord, we thank you for Colin's presence with us on Wednesday night at our prayer meeting. Lord, we pray for them and their plans to return back again to Jordan. Lord, we ask that the various practical matters would fit into place. And Lord, then that they would be able to teach others about you and your word. And Lord, that they may grow and develop to become pastors and ministers and missionaries in the Middle East. Father, we also remember uh, Colin and Alison Holmes and their family. Lord, we thank you for the progress that Colin is making in recovery. Uh, and we pray, Lord, uh, for them as a family and for the church family of Ferrybank at this time. Lord, we thank you for our young people, uh, for the boys and girls. Lord, we thank you for your protecting hand upon them at school and at home. And Father, we pray for them as they... Uh, take part in Sunday school online, Lord, as they listen in to the youth worship. Lord, we pray uh, that you would be near to them and that you would bless and encourage them. And Lord, we ask for organizational leaders that you would guide them in the Kirk session as they discuss the shape of ministry uh, during this time of restriction in the coming winter. Lord, we remember also to pray for those who are ill we pray, Lord God, for their healing and recovering. And Lord, where that is not your will, we pray that they as individuals and as families may value the days and the weeks that are left to enjoy each other's company and to care for one another. And so, Lord God, we come as David and we pray to you, the living God, knowing that you hear us, that you answer us, and that you indeed, Lord, love us deeply. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we have been working through uh, to chapter 27 that Lindsay read to us earlier. And we're going to be thinking about misplaced respect uh, and taking that one line uh, verse, uh, verse 7, David lived in Philistine, Philistine territory for a year and four months. Today, uh, as we read through uh, this chapter, we have moved from the high of last week when David held Saul the king in high regard and didn't kill him through to this low point which is summed up in our text in verse 7. David lived in Philistine territory for a year and four months. So you may well ask, what has happened? There was a mood swing, there was a faith swing, there was a swing that resulted in misplaced respect by David. David, who was so confident that God would protect him in his life, chapter 24 and verse 15. He was reassured then by his new wife Abigail, chapter 25 and verse 29. But now here in 27 and verse 1, David speaks of his death as a certainty if he does not flee to the land of the Philistines. It's hard for us to take this in. And yet there are situations in your life and my life when people find it hard to understand what is really going on inside our heads as our moods swing or as our life goes off in a different direction. 
as we might say, we go down to live in Philistine territory and further away from God's place. Verse 1, But David thought to himself, One of these days I shall be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. And then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. David went from believing that God would keep him safe to the point where David believes he has to flee to the Philistine country. David at that point felt like many in our community during this coronavirus pandemic. He felt fearful of death. And death or the fear of death has an effect on most of us in some way or other. David, like you and I, he wanted to live another day longer. He wanted to live a bit longer. But he also wanted to live in peace away from Saul. David had respected God. He had depended upon God in many situations across the book of 1 Samuel. But now, for some reason, David seems to have taken his respect for God and his ability to provide safety and to place it in the land of the Philistines and in the person of the king of Achish. King Achish became friendly with David. And David ultimately deceived Achish into giving David respect, which also turned out to be misplaced respect. And so we need to be careful in our relationships and who we grow to respect and why. David had now misplaced his respect. David's fear of death by Saul created these anxious thoughts and a fear that ended up crippling him. And that might help us to put this chapter in perspective. Back in chapter 22, in verse 5, God told David to stay in Judah. And David disobeyed and disrespected that instruction because he was afraid for his life. And he went down to Philistine territory amongst the enemies of Israel. David was disobeying God. He was disrespecting God and therefore he ended up misplacing his respect by respecting the wrong thing and the wrong person. By this stage in life, David is that bit older. He now has family responsibilities. He's too wise to think of as well as himself. In verse 1, it's very clear that David was thinking of himself Verse 1 says, but David thought to himself. David thought to himself. David did not pray to God, but he depended on his own thoughts. Misplaced respect. He did not consult the word, but rather the feelings of the fear of, in his heart. He doubted the promises of God. He feared man rather than God. He allowed himself to become discouraged. Christian, we can take that to ourselves and we can say it is so easy for any one of us 
to fall into that same trap, that same feeling, that same emotion as David. We can easily come to depend on our own wisdom and pray less. We can come to respect the wisdom of others and read the Bible less. We doubt the promises of God and we fear man more. We become discouraged. We no longer believe that God has a plan for us. And we take the decision to go down and live in the Philistine territory for a while. Because we believe that when we're there, somehow things will be better. And so it's so easy for us to lose and misplace our respect on Almighty God. To put that respect into someone or something else. As explained for us in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who? can understand it. We, like David, we may feel, we may be able to convince ourselves that we have done the right thing. And yet, it is still the wrong thing. The relief in the territory of the Philistines for David was only temporary. It's easy for us today to leave the place of trial and of temptation. But then when we leave that place, are we a people who are moving out of the place of God's blessing? David, he thought to himself and he decided how he was going to prolong his own life. How he was going to live in peace and be safe and secure. Now that's foolishness at its height. We know that we can't add another breath or another inch or centimeter to our lives. David took matters into his own hands and he decided that the best option for him was to go to the land of the Philistines. David placed his respect with the Philistines for safety rather than respect for God and his instruction to stay in the land of Judah. David felt that he would be safer in Gad than in Israel. Consider the foolishness. David now considered himself safer amongst the Philistines of Goliath than in Israel. And you say, you must be joking. What's going on in his head? No, we're not. And yet, he did. What was going through him? For Samuel, verses 5 and 7 of this chapter, explains how David arrived in Gath. He brought with him 600 men and their families. And after some negotiations, King Achish then gave him a town, gave him a city where he could live in a place called Ziklag, close to the border of Israel. And David thought now that, yes, I'm safe and secure and I'm prospering. I now have my own town to live in with my own people. And Saul isn't coming after us. For honest, the pressure of life often takes its toll on us. And we're so prone to take our eyes off Almighty God. We're so often prone to forget about His great provision. We're so often prone to seek our own peace 
and our own ease with the world by moving from where God wants us to where we want to be ourselves. And that can also be true in the life of a congregation such as this. We may come to that point where we feel we don't want to put in the hard work. We don't want to face the complications that come with growing disciples and followers of Jesus and encouraging and training people. We find it easier to wander off somewhere else. We wander back and we wander forth with so little commitment. And we might, we might feel at peace. But are we growing? Are we helping others to grow in Christ? Indeed, are we respecting God? Are we respecting the church that he has placed us in? Or are we misplacing our respect? I'm putting it in another church, another preacher, when all the time Almighty God has called us to this place. It's not without its problems. But this is the place where God wants us to be working and laboring and serving Him. This book, the First Samuel, right through, it's a reminder of God's greatness and the victory that he wins for his people Israel. And it brings great encouragement. In many ways, First Samuel is a place where God is there on a broad canvas. And that canvas contains stories of deliverance, victory, forgiveness, and worship. How did David end up losing respect for such a wonderful God? How could he do it? What was going through his head? These same stories, they're also there not only to be an encouragement in David's life as he lived through them, but they're there to be an encouragement to you and I. They encourage us that our God is still great, that our God still cares for people that God still cares for our church and our people, and God is still the King of kings. And so, folks, when we have those fears, when we have those fears about death, when we have those spiritual problems, when we have those doubts, those lack of peace and security, what are we to do? It is then and then again that we are turned to God the Father rather than wandering off in another direction where we think things will be much better. Which is really us, in David's terms, going off to the territory of the Philistines, away from God and away from the blessing of God. As a people, as a congregation, as Christians, we show our respect for God by how we worship. And our respect for God is, respect, is, is shown and demonstrated, is reflected in our respect for His holy word. A person that does not respect what God says is a person that does not respect God. And we seek by the teaching of His holy word to be people that are obedient and respectful to Almighty God. As you come into the second, second part of this chapter, and around verse 8, you're reading here about David and how he goes in these raids 
and he attacks the Gersherites and the Gersites and the Amalekites. And, and these people that he attacked, these tribes, they were indeed the inhabitants of the land from old, and they had been marked out by God for judgment because they had attacked the children of Israel as they were coming through out of slavery in Egypt. So they were under God legitimate targets for judgment. Uh, and David, he would go and he would uh, annihilate the enemy population. He would take their livestock and, and their clothing, etc., to provide for his men and their families. And then when David comes before Achish, he, he brings him tributes. He brings him some of the stuff that he has obtained in, in the raids. And that's all fine and good, but whenever Achish asks David, where have you been? David gives the impression that he's been away attacking his own people, the, 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 the tribes and clans of Israel. Uh, and then Achish starts to respect David for attacking his own people. He misplaces his respect, uh, and he says, he has become so odious to his people, Israelites, that he will be my servant forever. So David deceived Achish into respecting him and all the time he was bluffing. David thought he was doing the right thing by attacking these people but he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we too can be living away from the place that God intends us to be. We can be busy doing the things which we have convinced ourselves are right, right in the sight of God. But are they? David was in the wrong territory. He was in the territory of the Philistines. And yes, he argued, he was doing the right thing. But he should have been back in the right territory in Judah, doing the right thing. And if God has laid on your heart to be part of First Rothfriland Presbyterian Church, then this is your territory. This is where you're supposed to be. And this is where God will spiritually prosper and bless you. So let us be respectful to God and the work of his kingdom by being in the right place and doing the right work whether that be difficult or pleasant. This morning in conclusion, if we have doubts, if we have fears, we ask ourselves the question, are we in the right place? Is our respect in the right person? Or at this point in time, do we find ourselves like David, living in the country of the Philistines and out of blessing from the Lord God? And when we are out of blessing with God, when we are in the wrong place, then we will have the sense of discouragement. We will have a mentality of defeat. Our doubts will have the effect of eroding our faith. And our fears will make us struggle with one another. And all of this leading us to say and to do and to think things that we normally wouldn't do. 
God wants us to leave the territory of the Philistines if that's where we find ourselves this morning. And he wants us to get back to the land of Judah. He wants us to get back with all of our heart and soul and mind to the place where God wants us to be. Back, I trust, to serving God here in First Island. Amen. Let's praise God as we remain seated and as we reflect in the words of the hymn, Shine, Jesus, Shine.
now may the blessing of God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon us until we meet again. Amen. Just remind you then as you leave, just to keep your, your distance as you make your way out into the beautiful sunshine this morning. Thank you.